to Above All Else. Um, we are Brianna, Jen, and Emily here um, to just have conversations about ministry and life and motherhood and all the things. And so it is um, a good Tuesday. I had to remember what day it was today. Um, how is life for you guys going? How's, how's Tuesday so far? Well, it's been, it's been a good day. <laughs> I made, I've been making all of these freezer meals <laughs> because oh. life, life has become very, very busy and I feel like I'm not feeding my family well. So, um, as my girls are reading to me and as for <laughs> learning Latin, oh, my Ooh, lands. Yes. <laughs> I'm stuffing bags. So I'm multitasking. I hope I was paying attention to <laughs> when they get their declensions wrong and all of that stuff, but it's been a good day. It's been a good day. Oh, I'm envious of that. I love freezer meals, but we and my house are getting ready for senior pictures tonight. So we've been spending the entire day stressing over what we should wear. <laughs> Not we, obviously, but my senior. So yeah, we're going to do that tonight. Oh, sweet. We've got to do that soon too. It's here. I am envious of your freezer meals because I always think like, oh, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to be the one who freezes all the meals and it's ready. And then I'm like, you can have frozen chicken nuggets, children. <laughs> it takes that's a frozen yeah. meal. It's a freezer meal. <laughs> right. It takes two and a half minutes to warm up. So there you yeah. go. Oh well, we've we've been flying by the seat of our bridges for a while. And uh, <laughs> like I've got to start doing better feeding my family. It's like, how many times can you have breakfast for, for supper? It's like, oh, okay, we're pancakes tonight. Oh, eggs tonight. Yes. Oh, I think I it's going to be it. cereal tonight. <laughs> yes. Awesome. <laughs> so anyways, there are 12 packed bags in my freezer as we speak. Um, but so, yeah, that's, so it's been a pretty productive day. Tuesdays are the only day that I am at home for an extended period of time during the day. So, um, we, we knocked that out. But. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. The other day, my five-year-old came in and said she learned some Latin at school. Apparently, she's taking like a little kindergarten-type Latin. Oh. And I was like, I don't know if you're saying that word right or not. That works for me. <laughs> Latin. Yes. Latin's fun. Sweet. I thought you were going to say she learned like oh, words that we weren't supposed to <laughs> hopefully not ever but no uh, i'm kidding you know, she learned how to say what her name is or like she learned how to say my name is and then say sweet, sweet. yeah i don't know if she's saying it right <laughs> i was like great babe we love that that's awesome oh, she's precious oh, she's sweet um so last week we kind of talked about um just busyness and being busy and i think we all have, you know, the things that we mentioned that are going on in our family or our day is, has been family things, right? Like we got senior pictures, we got preparing meals and teaching Latin and all the <laughs> Latin, Latin, I don't, I said that like really weird, um, all of the things. And so I think that, 
um, family, obviously, for all of us is a big focus. Um, and each of us having um, kids, obviously, at different age ranges. I know you guys have some that kind of overlap in um, age groups, but, uh, you know, me and my little five and one and a half, um, you know, that's kids are our our kids are our lives, basically. Um, and so I think, you know, today, um, you know, we talked a little bit about um, prayer and, you know, applications and kind of some stuff last week. Um, but how do you guys intentionally pray for your kids? Or what does that look like for you guys? What is it? What does prayer over your children look like? Either one of you can go first. <laughs> Jen, you want to go first? You want to? Yeah. yeah, we'll just, yeah. You know. I, was, I was not, I was just, you know, trying to be polite and give someone else a turn to talk <laughs> at first. Um, no. Uh, so prayer in my house um, for my kids is something that I'm super passionate about because I believe that, um, that our children and children of Christian parents wear great big targets on their backs. And I know that the enemy would love nothing else than to distract us by um, stealing the attention of our children, um, stealing the intention of our children um, and, you know, just using them as um, his pawns, you know? And I was just telling you guys before we hit record that it really makes me angry that, um, that we have to battle so much against, all of his attacks. And, you know, I, and I, and I heard recently, and I'll make this quick, cause this isn't an answer, but I heard recently that the, that the enemy, you know, he is not dumb. He is not new at what he is doing. He has been testing ways to distract and deceive and destroy for, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So we are facing a skilled adversary. He is not a novice, you know, so we have to really dig deep into God's word and lean into prayer to protect and to be able to fight against his attacks because, um, he's, he's definitely been fighting against humans longer than we individually have been fighting against him. So, um, I take prayer for my kids super, super seriously. My pastor's wife said, um, something Sunday night, she said that, uh, she does not want, um, her children's names not to be spoken in the throne room of heaven. So she is the one who faithfully makes sure if no one else is saying their names in front of God and in the throne room of heaven, that she is the one faithfully bringing their names before the Lord. And man, what a, what a high calling for us, right? Like there's nothing that we can do. I don't think that is more powerful, um, than pray for our kids. So practically for me, um, I like to pray, scripture over my kids. Um, one of my favorite scriptures that, it, that, um, that I just read recently is that, um, Jesus grew in stature and, or wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And I think that's a great prayer to pray over all of our kids that they would find favor with God and with man. Um, and that they would grow in wisdom because <laughs> gracious knows I sometimes feel like the people in my house are severely lacking in wisdom. Um, and I'm sometime in the front of that line. Um, but you know, wisdom and health and stature and, um, and then just praying specifically, um, 
Emily, I hope you may say this, but I think it was you once that talked about praying that God would take um, a heart of stone and turn it to a heart of flesh. And I've prayed that so many times for my teenagers, because I feel like we get to a point where those hearts just kind of become more stone-like. Um, whereas with our littles, they're pretty open to whatever we're praying with them or for them. Um, they like to hear us pray, you know, all of the things. Um, so that is something that I love. I love that scripture too, but I think just keeping a record of, um, of what we're praying for specific kids. If you have a kid, you know, salvation is first and foremost. If there's a kid in your home that is not saved, then that's what we pray. You know, every time we remember them, every time we think of them, that we, we call on the Lord to save them. Um, because that, you know, first and foremost, the most important thing is to pray for their souls. Um, and then beyond that, there's, you know, there's all kinds of topics that we can pray about specifically. So sometimes I just make a list of what my kids are facing or what they're dealing with or what this season, you know, requires me to pray about specifically. I pray a lot, um, for one of my kids who suffers with loneliness and, um, that's huge because I think that the devil can take loneliness and he can twist that and he can try to fill that loneliness. So I pray a lot against, um, against that for that child. And, um, I think knowing your kids, right. Helps, you know, what to pray. Um, and, and I'll talk in a minute, maybe we can come back to this cause I want to let someone else talk, but, um, about making time for that, you know, um, maybe I'll talk more specifically about how I do that. Um, but primarily I just want mamas to know that you are a powerful force when you stand or kneel in prayer for your kids. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. What about you, Emily? What is your praying for your kids? Um, well, you know, even, even before Jason Bird and I had children, we all, we prayed for our, our, we didn't know if we we're playing for girls or boys, I started to say girls, um, but we prayed for our children and before we ever had them, Lord, you know, if you give us children, we pray that they will just like what you said, Jen, that they will grow in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men, um, that, you know, they will be just godly children who will just <laughs> love the Lord and want to serve him. So I had this, this grand, like that parenting was going to be easy because I had been praying for these kids before, I, before I, they ever even remotely existed. And then the Lord gave me children. <laughs> yeah and I realized it was so much harder than all of the pre-praying that I had done um and I don't think that uh I, I do believe that the Lord honored those early prayers but it's when I had that brand new little baby and then all of these worries and these doubts came and here I've got this precious little girl that you know I, I didn't think that I would be a fearful mom um, I, I'm that I, I'm just not usually a fearful person, but once I had her, it seemed like, like I noticed the world all of a sudden. And, um, and I found myself being scared about some really sometimes silly things, uh, sometimes some really, really serious things. Like, uh, one of the things that always, um, uh, just, it, it just, it would rattle me every time was that someone would possibly abuse her. And I was kind of, and I, I got fearful to even, you know, let certain people keep her and that kind of thing. And that is when I realized that, you know what, I, 
as much as I I can do to protect her. I can't fully protect her, but Lord, you can. And so that, I mean, she was just weeks old when I realized I've got to release this because um, the devil was really taking me down a fearful path. And um, it's, uh, (laughs) when I pray, over my children somehow it really it, it there is a there is joy that comes into that that um god i know that you love my children you love my girls more than i do and you are the only one who can really protect them and do everything that needs to be done in their life you know everything that they're going to face so god i know that you can you can meet each of their specific needs because there there's so many things that you and i as moms that we don't, we don't know what our children are going to face. We don't know what, what they're battling spiritually and in their minds. Um, but lamentations, um, to, I, I think it's, I think it's 19, 20, Anyways, it's in Lamentations too. He tells us that we are to pour out our hearts like water in the presence of the Lord to lift up our hands for the lives of our children. Yeah. And we are commanded to pray for our children. And if, and if I'm not mistaken, I think there's a verse before that talking about we arise at night to lift up uh, our, the, our prayers to him. Um, we are to be praying day and night for our children. Um, we cannot leave their lives up to chance. Um, we've got, we've got the creator of the universe who will, who is fighting on their behalf, but we've, we've, we've got to, as moms and as dads lift our children up. And when, um, Jennifer, when you're talking about praying scripture over your kids, I've always known that that was important, but, um, I realized it was, uh, before we started homeschooling, Adeline went to kindergarten and first grade, and it was about three weeks into kindergarten that, um, all of a sudden, uh, she's always been this carefree, sweet little girl who just loves people. And she was ready to get on that yellow school bus and she'd wave real big and it was all happy. And then one day she came home and it was just, she, she cried and, um, it was just not like my little girl who's coming home, who was normally skipping off the bus. And, um, from that, from that Thursday for about three weeks, it was, she was a bundle of nerves and I'm, I'm, I'm volunteering in her class. And one day, um, I just, I, I, uh, it was before I had arrived and I looked in her window, I looked in the window and they're sitting on the carpet and she's just rocking back and forth and she's wringing those little five-year-old hands. And I was like, what? It, it was, it was just not, um, it was not the Adeline that I've ever seen before. And I, her teacher had said, she's just having a lot of anxiety, and until seeing that, you know, and seeing it actually being manifested, um, I, I, you know, I didn't realize how serious that it was. I just knew that she didn't want to go to school and all of that. So, um, after lunch that day, after I'd had lunch with her, um, I came home and I began to search the word for God. I need specific scripture to pray over this little girl. You know, I've been praying that Lord, you'd make her happy that you'd restore her joy, but what, and that's when I learned um, Isaiah 26, 30. And it says, and he will keep uh, him in perfect peace who trusts in him. And um, oh my goodness, I just forgot the end of the verse. Whose mind has stayed on him. Whose mind has stayed on him. Yes, that's right. Yes, <laughs> Thank you. It just, yes. whew, my old age. And so um, the next, that, well, that evening, um, 
I, I wrote that down and then I had Jason Bird. I was like, I need you to put this on a post-it on your, on your computer. I called my mom. I was like, I need you praying 20, uh, Isaiah 26, three, and the Lord will keep her in perfect peace. And I am a firm believer in making scripture personal. So the Lord will keep Adeline in perfect peace because her mind has stayed on you and because she trusts in you. And I had written a little I 26.3 on her, on her wrist right here. And I told her that night what it meant. And then I reminded her the next morning, but, um, anyway, so I sent her off to school on that yellow school bus. And, you know, here we're two and a half weeks in of every time she gets off the bus, I can see that she's been crying and she's disheveled. And before she got off the bus, I got a phone call from her teacher at the end of that Friday. And she, and, um, Miss Hall had called and she says, Emily, I don't know what has happened today, but the Adeline that I met that first week of school, she is back. She had the sweetest, uh, she had the sweetest day and she had, and she was, you know, playing with her friends and she was just nothing but a ball of joy. And, uh, it wasn't no more that I got, i hung up the phone and here that sweet little girl skips off the steps and she's like, mom, I've had the best day. And, um, that is the first time that I've really, that I just fervently prayed scripture over my child. And he answered in such, such a way that was, was so evident that, you know, nothing else had changed except we had a a number of people praying the same scripture, bombarding God's throne with, with Adlin's little name. And that changed my life. Um, And whether it's over your children, whether it's over, you know, any loved one, when we pray his word back to him, um, there is power in it. He hears it (laughs) and he answers. And I I can't, I have to be honest with you. He hasn't always answered immediately like he did that day, but um, I am a firm believer in praying scripture over, over my, over my children. And um, there's just such hope in that because he is, as we said, Hebrews 10, 23, he who promised is faithful. He is faithful. And so we can have unswerving hope because we know that he's faithful. Um, I think that that is what I am learning currently, just to pray scripture. Like that's one of the, you know, out my, my children are younger. Like, so we're, we're in different seasons, right? We're, we're praying for different things Um, for the past I, I prayed for, I heard one person one time pray over my kids and she prayed that they would come to a saving knowledge of Jesus at a young age. And I never mm-hmm. thought to pray like that. Like I pray for their salvation, but I've never thought like this specifically, like this is, we're going to pray specifically this way. And so, um, you know, that's been my prayer. I remember when I was found out I was pregnant with Braylee, like the day I found out it was a girl, I like went to this park and walked around and just like prayed all this like scripture and just like, this is who I want her to be. Like, Lord, I just want her to be a dedicated follower of you. Like above all else, like just, I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) It just happened. Good job. Um, I just wanted her to be like a follower of Jesus. And, and so praying that way, and then, um, praying just for her salvation. And then 
this past July, we saw that come to fruition and Lil Brayley um, decided that she wanted to um, follow Jesus. And it wasn't about going to heaven. It wasn't about, I like, she, I mean, she knows that Christians go to heaven, but it wasn't about any of that. It was, I want to follow Jesus, mom. I was like, solid let's do that okay yeah. and so um you know and then my prayer for my one and a half year old has been the same just continue to draw them continue to but now that we're in kindergarten it is okay lord like you need to fill her with peace and comfort and joy because kindergarten is ruthless apparently like it is just she comes home and says things sometimes and i'm just and like crying in my car just sobbing about these things that shouldn't be issues but the enemy is just fighting and the enemy is just planting these seeds that like were they to continue to take root and get planted in her five-year-old mind by the time she's 12 it's gonna be you know well i am this because i heard this when i was in kindergarten and this seed has been planted and so um really just praying that one we can decide we know how to disciple her like that my that joseph and i will do our job as parents and disciple our children and not rely on you know she school or church or anybody other than us you know first and foremost um so really just praying that we are good disciples of her disciplers of her there we go um but yeah i think um it's interesting to look at the way our prayer lives over our children are just slightly are just different because they we were praying the same thing like ultimately we all want our children to be followers of christ but like just because we're in different seasons so we've got little littles and um you guys mentioned fear and with the littles and i remember right after Bradley was born and Emily can probably attest to this. I was nuts. Um, it looks <laughs> like, no, nah, call you nuts. Nah. She was crazy, <laughs> crazy. Um, you weren't nuts. <laughs> we had an owlette monitor. Um, mm -hmm. like we put that bad boy on her foot every night. Um, and I kept it on her during the day, which you're probably not able to do, but I was like, I have to make sure like something's <laughs> just gonna happen and so um you know there was a lot of fear and so just now there's different fears but i also don't want i pray that the lord will kind of guard them from my fears and that i don't project yeah. my fears onto them because mm -hmm. i think the enemy will also use the fear that i feel well the fear that's coming from the enemy um to then my kids to be you know rooted in fear and like oh well we can't do this like we have to bubble because we're afraid of things um which if you know my kids you know they don't live in a bubble at all <laughs> um pastor, pastor's kids don't live in bubbles but i still don't want that fear so just really praying for one salvation the other one that will disciple her well and um just being dedicated to praying for my kids because it's just i know what i you know we see what the world is everything happening and 
we're raising these children and we're trying to make, you know, make sure that they know, you know, not right. I don't want to say just right from wrong, but not just right from wrong, but like spiritually, like how to discern what is, you know, worldly and what is not, what is, because I think sometimes we blur the lines or the lines get blurred between, well, it's not bad. It's not good. It's kind of in between. Well, spiritually discern, discerning, there's a hard line somewhere. And where's that line? And so anyway, I don't know, but, um, so praying for your kids, Jen, you had mentioned kind of going into a little bit more detail. So why don't you, um, why don't you just guide us into that? Yeah. So, um, so I have six, which I think we talked about briefly last week and, um, they're mostly stair steps. So there was a time when I had, you know, like four under seven and five under nine, you know, I just lived in, I think that the phrasing is like a tiny little madhouse that I created myself or something. I don't know. It's cute, but <laughs> you know, and so I wanted to, um, when my, when my first daughter was five, the Lord called me to ministry and I was still working at the time. My oldest daughter also went to kindergarten and first grade, um, before we started homeschooling and I was working at the time. And I remember one morning, um, getting her ready and just sitting at my kitchen table and reading my Bible and, you know, really just telling the Lord, I don't, I don't want to go to work. I want to sit and study the word. Like I was so hungry for the word at that time when he first called me and, I, when I had so many kids, I found that it was harder and harder to find large amounts of time to study the word and to pray. And so I had a a real good friend tell me that, um, God is the author of time and he holds time in his hands. And if I will commit some time to God, that he will give it back to me. And I, that blew my mind. Like when she said that to me, because it was, and it can be something as simple as getting in 15 minutes before I get in the shower and 15 minutes after lunch or, you know, spread out throughout the day, but that maybe, you know, I do something and it takes me a less amount of time than it should have, or there's nobody in line at the grocery store and it moves through more quickly. And that's not like, prosperity gospel. Like, you know, you get the the best parking place at at Walmart, (laughs) but it is genuine. Like, you know, if you commit your time to God, if you give something, if you give him that time, he will give it back to you. And, and it's not ever, you're not ever taking away from something else when you're giving your time to God. And I think just reframing, like the way you think about that, um, it really, I think we should realize that apart from my time with God, I'm capable of nothing. So if I actually want to, to make something of my day or accomplish something, or, you know, be notice when one of my kids needs a heart check or something like that, um, that I do need to set aside that time and make that eternal investment in spending time with God. It is just one of the mysteries of God, right? That if we just commit that time, I guarantee you, wherever you need it, I bet you it's like tithing, right? Like yeah. it's that same concept. We can't outgive God. And it's, 
in the way of time, it's exactly the same. So I just want to encourage young mamas who might be listening. Um, I used to call it talking to God in pieces because I really kind of had to do that because sometimes, I mean, you know, you'll start to pray and somebody will come in or a baby will cry, um, you know, or something will happen. Even if you get up at half an hour early to do your Bible time, they know you're up, right? They're going to, they're probably going to come in um, on that time. And so I just want to encourage young mamas not to feel like you have to start, don't bite off more than you can chew, right? Like, don't feel like you have to set aside an hour and a half for, you know, Bible study and commentary reading and, you know, long, long prayer lists. You can start in pieces and just give the Lord the best of you. Give him some time, study his word, um, Make sure you're reading as much of his word as you are of other people's words and um, just just continue to pursue him in prayer because you can pray, you know, all throughout the day and um, pray with your kids. Let them hear you pray. Let them know you're praying um, and just trust God with the time because he'll, he'll make he'll make it work. Mm-hmm. When I think when our kids see us taking the time, especially when they get a little older, Like that's something that they then, they see this, oh, well, you know, mom, we had to do 400 things that day, but mom made this a priority. This is something that we need to do. Um, One of the ways that I um, practically have my quiet time every day is um, when we're, well, because it started when I used to drive to school by myself. and I was quiet. Um, now it's, I used to say that like my quiet time isn't so quiet most of the time. Um, but, uh, now it's like, because I'm very much so like an auditory learner, like I, if I hear it, I won't, that's it. Um, so Mm -hmm. on my way to school every morning, I listen to, I'm studying the life of Jesus. So I'm going through the gospel. So I will listen to my little thing like my little chapter chapter or two whatever it is that day and then i'll spend time for the next i like have this starbucks starbucks is the halfway point i wasn't gonna throw (laughs) throw that out there but for the first half of my ride from the house to starbucks is my quiet time my like my listening and hearing the word and then from starbucks to school is my okay lord now i am gonna say maybe a quick prayer we're just gonna throw it all out there but i'm gonna listen like i need you to and so practically that has worked well for me but it has also encouraged braley who the other day we were having a morning um we having i literally it was the a morning so badly that i said if you both don't stop crying, I'm just going to start crying. And then we're all going to be crying when we pull up to the school. <laughs> um, and so we got in the car and Braley said, well, mom, are we going to have our quiet time today? <laughs> I was like convicted by my five-year-old. <laughs> yes, I will turn on the word. <laughs> um, but that's like a routine thing that we do now. And so practically for me, being a mom who works outside of the home, who we're barely struggling most times to get to school and get there on time, like having set that time to say, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, but then not just, okay, Lord, I'm gonna pray really quickly to you, but having that time of 
quiet, like, okay, before my day gets nuts, like, I need you to speak to me. I laid all, I laid my requests before you were thanking you, but now I just want to listen. Like, now I just need stillness. And usually by that time, they've both fallen asleep. So that's why it's, <laughs> it's that's why the prayer part is after Starbucks. Sarah but what i see you doing though is is it's it's intentionality we've got i can't just let prayer it's like okay yeah i'll pray tomorrow no we we have we have it planned and i learned after i had after i had adeline and then especially after i had clara um if i if i let my feet hit the floor before I had my quiet time, it didn't happen. I would be like, oh, okay, well, I'll, maybe I'll get it in after lunch or maybe after dinner. And then by the time after dinner and cleaned up and babies are washed, I am so exhausted that, you know, if, if I sit down, I go to sleep. Um, I learned at least with me, my quiet time has to happen in the morning before I get up and start anything else. So if that means setting my, my alarm at five o'clock and now I automatically wake up, actually I wake up at five seventeen every morning. Don't, I don't know what the five seventeen is, but that's, that's my alarm um, that goes off in my head. And it's been that way for almost 20 years now. Um, but I learned that I had to have, just like I plan on my calendar, all of the different events that is, that's what I do. And it is, it is an everyday kind of thing. And, um, my little ones, if I heard them, you know, if I had a baby now, if they were crying in the bed, yes, I would go get them and I would bring them back into my bed with me. But otherwise, if they're playing happily in their little crib, I just leave them in there. I, and my big ones, if they got up, and when I say big, I'm, I'm not talking about like teenagers, you know, I'm talking a toddler, two or three, they knew that mama was was sitting up in her bed and she's reading her Bible and they can come in, but they've got to be quiet. And they would sit in the bed and they couldn't talk to each other. They would just lay there. We didn't have any kind of TV or anything in our room. There's... To this day, there's no TV that comes on until after everything is finished in the day. But, not, you know, they didn't have anything to entertain themselves. Um, they would just lay there quietly knowing that mama is is having her quiet time with the Lord. And um, I know Adeline has told me throughout the years um, that that is a really comforting thing, uh, knowing that uh, mama's up with the Lord in the morning. After she's gone to college, you know, just like, well, mama, I know you're praying for me this morning. And, um, you know, and, and I, I saw my mama doing the same thing. And that's, that's just huge. Uh, knowing that they know that they're being prayed for, that they're being lifted up, um, to the Lord. And, um, I don't know, I think, but I, we do have to, that is something you have to plan for. And it's not something that you can just, well, I'll, I'll get it in. No, it, you, it's, it's got to be a, a scheduled part of your day, a, a routine part of your day. And my, <laughs> I was telling uh, a friend this past weekend, my girls would know if, you know, if, if, if I hadn't gotten my quiet time in. And I remember one time, uh, my little one, Clara, <laughs> she had a terrible lisp when she was little <laughs> and I was just grumpy. I was cranky. And she curious, like, mama, did you not have your, your quiet time with Jesus? You need to go have your quiet time with Jesus. <laughs> she knew, she knew yeah. because it, it changes my whole 
outlook. Um, yes. And it changes my whole day. It starts it out on the right. That doesn't mean I'm going to have a perfect day, but I have a different perspective um, that, you know, I, I've spent time giving my day to the Lord and he knows exactly what he's going to bring forth to this day. And if I haven't, um, if I haven't surrendered my day to him and I usually am trying to work in my own strength and do my own thing, um, there is the frustration level is much, much higher (laughs) than when I, when I know that I've surrendered my day and Lord, whatever you bring forth to this day, I, I, I trust that that is your plan for me. And so I don't know. I am a firm believer in uh, devoting the first part of the morning to him, whether it be 10 minutes, whether it be 15 minutes, oh, whether it be an hour, that's just wonderful if you can get that in. But right. um, but I do think we have to be very intentional to plan plan for that time or, or, it, or it doesn't happen. I do a lot of listening. Um, so my favorite thing to do is my husband gets up at 5.30 and I am typically awake when he leaves, but not always up and I don't make his breakfast or anything like that. (laughs) Um, but I will, um, turn on my Bible app and let it read to me while I'm waking up. I, it takes me a little bit longer. Like, um, it's funny. I'm like, cause my husband's like you, like he's up. I mean, he beats his his eyes open before his alarm goes off and, but I am the kind who I need to sit there a minute and just kind of soak in, you know, (laughs) soak in the morning before I get out of my bed. But I have started um, in the last probably year or so, just turning on my Bible app and letting it read to me. And that has been such a, um, I don't know, like an eye-opening thing for me because it's very different to listen to it. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously we need to do both, um, but it's been a really interesting thing to hear God's word and different things stand out to me when they're read Mm -hmm. out loud than they do when um, I read. And also um, I do kind of the same thing as Brianna was talking about. As far as the car, I use that time because we have Moody Radio up here and I love Moody Radio because it's it's all the time. It's just preaching all the time. And some of my very favorite pastors are there. And um, it is always that I will hear a, ser- a sermon that always lines up with something that I'm praying about or something that God's already put on my heart. And that, oh, I don't even know how that works. Like it just blows my mind when that happens. Um, but I'm a big fan of, um, of, of using the listening time wisely mm-hmm. to, um, and then sticky notes. My, I love to write scripture on sticky notes. I brought some with me today that we just kind of scatter about the house. And, um, I, I love to write scripture just to copy it. You know, that helps me when I'm sitting and, you know, at this classroom table or something. Um, so, you know, when I say, um, get it in wherever you can. It's, it's just finding ways to incorporate Jesus all throughout your day. Mm-hmm. So 100%. I love all those. And I love that each of us have different ways of approaching our quiet time. And, um, I think that speaks so much to one, our personalities, um, similar, but like, we're just, we just, it's, I love it so much. Um, but also just, we've said over and over like different seasons of life um where some things are one day i aspire to be able to get up at 5:17 my alarm goes off at 5:30 every morning and i'm like snooze for way too long um so i aspire to be that um but uh i love the the practical tools that we've kind of brought to the table today because i wish that i had 
heard some of these things earlier in motherhood because I felt like a failure for the longest time because I was like, my quiet time's not quiet. There's babies crying and there's these noises. And the Lord's like, no, 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 no. See, listen, here's the deal. Is I gave you that kid. <laughs> like, this is okay. They're going to yeah. cry. My love and me speaking to you is not dependent on you sitting in complete silence for 45 minutes while you read the word uninterrupted. That's not what he expects. And I think sometimes we put that pressure on ourselves to mm -hmm. be perfect or have that perfect quiet time. The the Instagram quiet time is what I like to call it. Yeah. The one where you're like, it's just, it looks, it's Instagram worthy. Mm -hmm. um, mine would look, like I said, like two kids, one of them probably crying in the back seat, but we're <laughs> headed to Starbucks and then to school. <laughs> so you mentioning Instagram, one of the things that I have to make sure that's not near me during my quiet time is my phone. It has to be in another room. I do not have enough self-control not to pick that stinking thing up. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Or if I'm like, oh, I need to look up a passage. I can't remember where this comes from, but ultimately I'll look up a passage and then I'm, I'm off in some other, some other, like, why, why did I pick this up? Oh, I was looking for that, that scripture. Um, the phone has to be far away from me. Um, I, but no, I'm just admitting my lack of self-control. Probably nobody else deals with that, but oh yeah, Everybody I can't be in the same room with it. Yeah. Um, so, so many people. system. <laughs> but Oh man. Well, it has been an absolute joy and a pleasure today to be together and um, just to talk practical motherhood really and um, how to walk and faithfully serve Jesus um, through motherhood because that's what we're called to do. We're called to faithfully serve him and then he's given us these children to lead and to guide and to, um, I don't I discipline and sometimes i don't know all the things right all the things he's called us to do all the things so um but it has been an absolute joy um getting to talk to you guys today about this and um i look forward to um two weeks from now continuing our conversation um is was there anything you guys wanted to say before we before we sign off keep fighting good night yeah um, keep fighting the good fight and Liam. Sorry, I think I spoke over you. Oh, you're fine. Um, but I wanted to just leave them with Psalm 116 too. And one of my, there's many translations, but one of my favorites says, because he bends down to listen, I will pray as long as I have breath. Mm -hmm. And there's just something about that image of God bending down to listen, to hear the prayers of a mama or a wife or a woman that, you know, it just, it just the picture of that calls me time and time again to prayer i love that that's a beautiful image oh i love mm. it oh man well thank you so much for sharing that both of you sharing oh goodness well we are so excited to be bringing new episodes to you guys every other week um you can follow us on every social media platform you can listen wherever you find your podcasts um you can find us on linktree that will link all of our um websites social medias everything and we look forward to talking to you guys again in two weeks bye everyone